Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Look, I know you guys want to talk hockey, but there's another team that's brand new. They've played two games, and they're called the Thunderfeet. It's my son's soccer team, and I'm the head coach. And they are undefeated. And my little boy, who's six years old, has scored two goals. No, sorry, three goals in two games. Give him some credit. So you Two know, goals. You guys can You're talk making all, all those other kids pass to him? <laughs> Is that part of the coaching plan? <laughs> Only he can score. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it's like it's bunch soccer. You know what I mean? They're all just like in there oh, wildly gosh. throwing their feet at the ball. And the ball will squirt out to the side. And then whoever happens to be standing there can usually just take it and score. And that's been him three times. I don't mean to diminish his soccer skills, but that's kind of what happened. But can I tell you that, that what's interesting about that? I don't know if either of you know this, but it seems to come around kind of like life. You know, they say when you, when you're born and you're in diapers and then when you, you, you get it to the end, you're probably in diapers again too, mm-hmm. at some point in time, mm-hmm. as someone who's gotten up there in age and is playing this weekend warrior sports stuff, we play bunch soccer too. <laughs> we end up right there in that same scrum. Like we're playing rugby and it shoots out and somebody scores. That's the same thing. Yeah. So but do you it comes have, full circle? Is there a 30, a guy who's 30 years older than you on the sideline yelling spread out at the top of his lungs? <laughs> <laughs> well, None of you proceed to listen at all. What does uh, coaching? coaching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What does coaching look like at that level? Well, it's more about practice at that point, Kev. I'm glad you asked. It's like, it's basically like at practice, I try to teach some fundamentals, some dribbling and things like that, because they can each have their own ball and separate from each other. But come game time, dude, that ref blows the whistle, and you know, depending on what team kicks it first. But then it's just a melee after that. B- bodies flying everywhere. Like all the fundamentals go out the window. So the coaching how many times have you raised? Practice. How many times have you raised your voice? Have you maybe at a kid at a ref? <laughs> be able to keep it cool. No, I'm keeping my cool. I I mean, look, they're just trying. They're six. You know, there's some kids on the team who've never played before. Some who are a little better. There's this one kid on the team who has two older brothers, and he's the youngest brother. So you know, he's got game. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't uh, gone full uh, Bobby Knight. On anyone is that too old of a reference? I think yeah, it still works. That still works. You both got it. I mean, it's it's been a rough week for well, not I wouldn't say a rough week. That's probably been a good week, you know, um, to really put it that way. Uh, as far as head coaches are concerned, Ooh, and, yeah, and the behavior of head coaches and what you're looking for in a head coach. True, true. So you know, we don't need to go all football again on this podcast and and, and talk about Gruden. But no, I'm glad no. to hear. You are a leader of young men uh, and women, potentially, on on your son's soccer team. Let's just make sure that you never get caught Urban Meyer style, (laughs) John Gruden style. Because I forgot about Urban Meyer. It'd be an awkward resignation from your son's soccer team, I think. Well, luckily... Be be on your best behavior. Luckily, we're not sending any uh, inner team emails at this point because they're only six. 
So I think I'm okay as far as you don't go out to Chuck E. Cheese's after the game, <laughs> and maybe there's a waitress who's there, you know, dancing in the arcade part no, of it, or something. I don't know. No, also Mrs. Davern didn't make me sign like a family contract to coach the Thunderfeet okay. either. So it's I think we're gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, wait. Well, I know we have to. We have to. Well, I almost said it actually just there, but I know we have to. But Chris. When are we going to talk about his background, Kev? You got a place for oh. that later, or you want to talk about that now? What do we? I mean, gonna... maybe maybe Chris could give that. us the hype on his background, and then maybe he could take us into the show. Yeah, huh? yeah. Okay. Well, so this is this is my baby Kraken, and to be honest, I haven't named my baby Kraken yet, um, and I, I I have him or her here with me as well. <laughs> So uh, the listeners can't can't see my my little crack in here. Oh, I just want to oh. hold them up. Uh, very oh. very intricately designed, uh, super fantastic uh, crack in here. That's got a hockey puck, the stick, uh, and it lights up in the dark. So it's freaking amazing. And I just have to give a shout out. The story behind this is that, um, as folks may know, I do the MCing for the Seahawks. And so a close friend of mine uh, who is who goes by the moniker Lady Hawk, Lady Hawk, uh, if you're listening right now, a.k.a. Bronca, uh, love you. She uh, is part of the Seahawkers, the Booster Club, um, a big part of the Booster Club um, that is called the Seahawkers. And so see her at all the events, all the games, that kind of thing. And she has, you know, started listening to the podcast has come across our podcast, which is amazing. And so I showed up for the game just this past uh, Thursday, Thursday night football. We don't need to go into yeah, the no, full results of that. We don't got to talk about football. Brad, I'm sure you've already done that in Uh-oh. depth. Not good. <laughs> Not good. But I showed up to the game and she's like, oh, I got something for you. Boom. Handed me a bag. And when I got that bag, I stuck my hand in and I released the baby Kraken. Ooh. So. If you all, all our listeners, if anyone wants to, you know, it. hit us up, release, uh, release the show at gmail.com, any of the social media. Help me name this thing. Help me name this thing. What should I name my baby crack? Let's release it down. No, he said it already. Did I say it? <laughs> you said it. What's cracking? What's cracking? We cracking. We cracking. We dipping. We diving. We snapping. We snapping. It makes sense that Chris has a new baby Kraken because the Kraken, right, gave birth to a brand new season here. That's what we're here to talk about today. We are released the show. We are Seattle's Kraken podcast. Today, we're going to hit our hat trick, those three biggest stories you care about for your Seattle Kraken. Today's all about that first game. Against the Las Vegas Golden Knights, we're going to break it down, give you our favorite moments, least favorite moments, give you a brief preview of the upcoming slate of games, Nashville and Columbus. But guys, let's let's get to it. Kev, Amazing. let me interrupt a little bit. So yes. oh, I got to hey, let me just, gonna be a show today. Uh, go ahead is. and interrupt there before you get done there, buddy boy. Um, we've gotten a bunch of emails, more emails from listeners and, and yes. keep, keep sending them. Everybody release the show at gmail.com. You guys are the best. Um, actually I, I'm just gonna say, I didn't really pick one out. So this is a brief interruption for this episode. Maybe we'll do another one-off episode where we read some more, but just shout out to everyone who emails release the show at gmail.com and shout out to everyone who engages on social media at Release the show. You guys are uh, are the best. And oh, also, yeah. uh, can I say on a personal note? I'm sorry. I want to go back to the cold open for a second. Uh, uh, Lady Hawk, if you're listening, mm. I mean, 
I'm going to be up there, what, next weekend? We got our, all of our parties, guys, right, for release mm-hmm. the show. So I'm going to be in town, and I don't need anything, but maybe we could say hi and, like, what's up? Because she seems cool, man. So, like, I want to talk to listeners. That's all I'm saying, you know? Yeah, I was worried Brett was going to get kicked off his kid's soccer team real quick, what? like we were talking about there. <laughs> no, I just mean, like, I love happen. meeting fellow fans and stuff like that. That's all I'm saying. And, like, sounds like a, a, a real one. You know what I mean, Chris? She's a real one. What That's she said what to me was she's like, you know what? One of these days I'm going to be gone. But now that I've got this little baby cracking right here, I will always remember her. Aww. And so she said, I like to do this for my friends. Oh, so, awesome. yes, I hope she comes. Out. Maybe she'll come to the bonfire. You can meet her at the bonfire, become friends, whatever. Yeah. Well, and like you're saying, like, and Chris, you got cut off because you did say release the show. But what you were saying is maybe people <laughs> should uh, name your crack in there. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, I'd take all the suggestions, any any and all suggestions of what you, what you folks think I should uh, name my baby. All right, sorry, Kev. Back to back to it. Sorry. No, I think that's a great. We got so many contests on here. I mean, I people know. can. You know, we've <laughs> we talked about keep uh, track. Can't even keep <laughs> on our own show. We can't keep track of all of our contests going on. But yeah, add that to the new one. I'd release this show. What's going to be the name of Chris's baby Kraken? Let's get to it, guys. Against the Golden Knights, right? Come out first game of the season. Yeah. Four three loser, but. What an effort in that game. I mean, it was just amazing to see the team finally out on the ice. The grit they showed, down 0-3, coming back to tie the game. That was a blast, wasn't it? I mean, finally seeing some hockey from the Kraken in the regular season. Chris, why don't you go first with your reaction? Because I'm going to yell about the referees, and it might take a minute. (laughs) (laughs) You just saved all that energy. Pent it up even more right now. I'm ready to go, baby. And then you can let it rip. Um, It was so much fun. So much fun. And I'm going to admit, like, and people who have listened to our show obviously know that I, I am not like a 30-year hockey fan buff. Like, I'm coming to it new, like a lot of Seattle fans. So this might have been the, the second or third, like, hockey game that I actually watched from start, start to finish. Uh, yeah. Usually those have been in the playoffs. This is the first game of the season. I was there in my seat, beer in hand, watching this game from start to finish. And to think about all that these guys – went through with the whole process of being an expansion team. Mm-hmm. And then coming up, they're going to play the Vegas Golden Knights, who's not only who they everyone's been comparing them to this whole time, but then they're dealing with all this COVID stuff, and they've got five or six people on the COVID protocol, some getting, getting back into the action very last minute. They're making all these moves. They get down 3-0, as you mentioned. Like, all of this adversity, all of this, the stakes and the buildup and the emotion and grit is the right term, and they showed that and they hung in there, and they tied it up, and then something else happened, and that's where I'm going to hand it off. Okay, <laughs> guys, I didn't realize how crappy the NF- or NHL referees are. I thought, you know, I'm like Chris, honestly, it, I could probably count the amount of hockey games that I have watched from first puck drop to final horn blowing on one hand, probably. I've watched a lot of hockey, but like not, like Chris said, from beginning to end. So this was also new for me. But I mean, so I didn't realize that NHL refs suck. And I've been on Twitter and everybody on Twitter is like, well, the Kraken really did get welcomed to the NHL because they realize that the refs suck now. Like everyone, <laughs> like all these other NHL fans are on Twitter like, yep, this is how it goes in the NHL. And let me just say, we got screwed royally. That is absolutely a kick of the puck. His skate comes off the ice, for Christ's sake. What do you think a kick is? Like, everybody listening to the sound of my voice right now, unless you're driving a car, start swinging your leg back and forth. Does that look like a kick to you? Well, that's what he did. He swung his leg. His skate came off of the ice. He's clearly 
sending the puck in that direction. And why wouldn't you, by the way, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So I totally get it. It's just that it's the referee's fault and Toronto's fault to get that shit right, (laughs) especially since it's our first game and we almost came back and beat what should be the Stanley Cup champions from this year. I'm so pissed that they robbed this debut from us. And also, Kevin, it wasn't just once. They did it twice because they blew an early whistle when their goalie was laying on his back looking for the puck and we were ready to put it in. And all of a sudden they blow the whistle so early. I think not. I am pissed. However, I am enthused because I love my Kraken, and I think they're going to take it to some people this year because we almost beat the Vegas Golden Knights, who have the lamest fan base on earth and are also one of the lamest teams on earth. (laughs) The shot's fired. I'm worried about Brett's Brett's blood pressure here this season. I I don't know that he's going to be able to take this with all the, the peaks and valleys here. Can I ask you guys a question, though? Can I ask you a question? We should just, probably monitor it, Kevin. Before you yeah. question, we should probably get it now. Get the blood pressure now, can, and then can we monitor get him hooked up to a Fitbit? Along. <laughs> yeah, and right. I almost feel like we need a nurse over there. We <laughs> anyway, do these shows. What's your question, Brett? All right, here's my question for the two of you. Just pretty, pretty simple. Maybe yes or no. Okay, Chris, let's start with you because you're you're you know I do a Seahawks podcast, but you're in the stadium with the Seahawks all the time. And like you just said, not to talk hockey, but just for one second. The Seahawks do the raising of the 12th man flag, right? Which is amazing, mm-hmm. and the whole place goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed all these rinky-dink sports franchises that are totally trying to get on in on some sort of pregame tradition, much like our beloved Seahawks, who started the whole thing and retired a jersey for the fans, and all of these other sports franchises' pregame thing is lame AF. The Minnesota Vikings blow a giant cartoon horn. The Arizona Cardinals wind up an air raid siren. Hey, guess what? So does the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Guys, what's a siren got to do with a golden knight? It's lame as hell, and so are there people up there with their bright goggles and their stupid drums and their (laughs) fake castle they built in there. And the ESPN the whole time is just slurping the Golden Knights. What an arena experience this is. But then they're commenting on how the crowd is lolling during the middle of the game. Climate Pledge is going to be rocking from puck drop to final horn. We're going to put those Golden Knights fans to shame. That was, Chris, right? Lame. And so my question to the two of you is, (laughs) sorry, I got lost. I got lost. My question is, how lame are all these other fans' pregame thing, and how much are they just trying to rip off the Seahawks? And then number two, how can you claim that your fan base is the most rabid fan base in the NHL if you can't even scream for all three periods? Those are my two questions. Two parter. It take seems your like Chris, off the air. Wow. Both parts were directed at you, so you've no. you've got twenty three <laughs> minutes to return with the three part wow, question. Okay. Um, I've never given a twenty three minute speech. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay. Well, first and foremost, I'm going to one hundred percent agree about all these copycats and, yeah. and they just in general. Maybe one of you guys can, and you'll prove me semi wrong, but. Name the sequel, you know, that is better than the original, right? Like, it's super hard to do. And I think that all of these horns and sounds and whatever, yeah, it's ridiculous. You're trying, but you're not succeeding. So they can't compete to the raising of the 12th flag and how how crazy that stadium goes and how loud it is in general uh, in Lumen Field. But the other thing that's interesting about this is if people don't already know, that there are some folks who used to do the in-game entertainment for the Vegas Golden Knights that got hired to do it for the Kraken. Oh. 
So we shall see oh. what they bring to the Kraken, uh -huh. how they change it up or not. Obviously, we've never had a game there, a climate pledge, so we don't know. Right. But I can tell you they're dealing with a much different fan base. Mm -hmm. Not only just in their in their volumes and just their dedication and everything like that, but this is a very specific region. There's a lot to try to pull from here. But I don't know. Some of those folks may have had a hand in what Vegas is doing now. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. But, but we're cr criticizing what they're doing now in Vegas. And, and there may be some stuff that could happen well, here. I don't know. You know we, we shall see. I hear you. I, I hear you. I am criticizing the siren thing because I think it's lame. I'm criticizing the fake castle. I think it's lame. And I am definitely <laughs> criticizing the fans for not keeping it rocking the whole time. And all I'm saying is as a Kraken fan and all you rabid Kraken fans listening, you first hundred you loyal listeners when you go to climate pledge for that first game you stand the entire time and you put vegas to shame i don't want espn talking about how vegas has the number one fans in the nhl seattle is the number one sports city for fans in the world and we're going to show it when it comes to the kraken totally with you guys on that the one thing we do need to borrow i don't know if you guys saw this or not the thing that vegas does really well did you guys see that intro on the ice where they project down on the ice yeah. they got this they had this giant kraken they had the golden knight skate out there now now i'll give vegas yeah, credit i agree with cool. you guys like the, the the you know the children's party castle and like the <laughs> whatever their costume the little animal is up there and beating the drug totally but that on ice projection we need some of that at climate pledge because yeah. they also i think burned the kraken down our Kraken's got to come back and got to handle business against. Yeah, the that was Knights cool. Then. I will. I will say that was awesome. I saw that on Twitter, and that it looks amazing. And all I can say, guys, is remember we've talked about it before. We got Brooks as an owner, dude. You think Jerry Ooh. Bruckheimer is going to be outdone by that by the Vegas Golden Knights? He's going to bring it, dude. We're gonna we're gonna have Tom Cruise flying a fighter jet right through the middle of the arena. I mean, <laughs> Johnny Depp, the guy produced there. Top Gun. You know, let's do this thing here. Um, now, Kevin, though, I know you want to get to this. I'm sorry, but back to the skate thing, because I'm incensed, mm. but I, you're yeah. the hockey guy. You tell us, like, did Toronto get that right? I mean, so I'm never going to say it was right, but you know. What yeah, I'm yeah, saying. yeah. Here's here's the thing. Here's where the, those get a little tricky. And um, the problem is around, like, I wish they could legislate based on intent, right? Like, did this guy intend to kick the puck? But that's never going to be a call that they're going to make. So the problem is. The rule they have in the NHL is a distinct kicking motion, right? And a distinct kicking motion. And so his skate, I mean, what they ultimately saw was he's basically cutting, carving that ice. Listen, I'm with you. I think Chandler Stevenson intended to kick that puck in the net, but where they go is that distinct kicking motion. And the problem is you got all these skates on the ice and Kraken fans that are new to hockey will see this puck bounces puck luck crazy i mean it's part of the game i mean yeah. half of your goals are scored on these crazy bounces so it's why they can't legislate based on intent because it's like a pinball machine out there so yeah i think ultimately with the letter of the law they made the right call unfortunately no um i think unfortunately they did and don't worry we'll get some bounces as well yeah. that'll echo this one yeah I, I i mean dude i i just think like if you say like a clear kicking motion i mean Look, I put it up on uh, on release the show's Twitter account, okay? And and here, bear with me one sec here. Uh, let me share my screen here with you boys, which will go onto the recording, and everybody can yeah, this see. This is the first here. time you've shared your screen. Yeah, well, I'm gonna make it look here. I'll try to make it look a little prettier for everybody there. I mean, you guys, there it is. Here, hold on. It's gonna rhyme back, Kevin. 
he slides his foot. I mean, I'm not saying you disagree with it. I'm just trying to say, I, I should say it like this. NHL, if you're listening, look at that foot. He puts it towards the goalie. You can blatantly see. I mean. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing for me, Kevin, real quick. And I get it. There's going to be some interpretation there by the refs and whatever. That always happens where humans and whatnot. But we talked soccer earlier. We were talking soccer uh, with uh, Brett's son, right? Oh, yeah. The Thunderfeet. That, yeah. I'm sure they're learning that type of a kick. Oh, yeah. You know, outside of the foot? The outside of your foot. Your <laughs> yeah. toe comes up. They're learning it now. That's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> Your toe comes up, and I have used that so. I mean, I, I again, I'm old now, but I played soccer twice a week for so many years. You see this in the MLS, you see this in the World Cup. You use the outside of your foot and you direct it that way. Absolutely. It's not that you need a huge windup. You don't need a huge windup to kick a soccer ball. Well, and a hockey you just puck, need to, you just need to flick it. Yeah, and a hockey and puck. And that's exactly what he did. Totally he kicked that in using an outside of the foot kick. And I think we should have some soccer referees be consultants in the booth <laughs> when assessing these. That's all I think. I, think we need I can't wait for referees. Brett for Brett to show that to the kids and work on that drill. Yeah, man. Hey, but yeah. here's here's the here's the good thing about this. If we can look at the kind of silver lining. All right. Unfortunately, we need a little pain as fans, right? This is how we grow. This is how we develop as you need to get screwed a couple times by the ref. You need to have a couple heartbreaks. Like this is this is how we build the passion. And this is how this shows up at Climate Pledge. I guarantee you. Everyone's going to be a little bit louder on October 23rd because of what happens here. So mm -hmm. this is just how we grow as a franchise and as fans here. And also, uh, I was listening to some local Seattle sports uh, talk radio and stuff like that. And they were they were kind of talking about how uh, the Knights coach, I think, said that, you know, the Knights... Uh, were pissed off at Morgan Geeky's celebration and that oh, like lit yeah. a fire under them. And all yeah. I, I, look, and and then you got the 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 kick heard around the world, and 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 you didn't even get into Leonard laying on his back and that quick whistle there with the puck just laying there. We should have been able to put that in. That's ridiculous. But anyway, all of this, and like you said, Kev, just leads into a beautiful rivalry with those hated Golden Knights because we play them again in November, and I want to see a fight. And I think well, it should happen on the puck drop. And I want to see Alexiak just five-minute major. Just whoever, who was it that kicked that skate? Stevenson? Come on. Chandler Stevenson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get after it, guys. You want to Come send on. Alexiak? I want to see them show up and just, when the whistle stops, drop all the sticks yes. and just start kicking that puck back and forth, right? <laughs> just trying to kick it in the goal. Just turn it into soccer for the a first period. Yeah. You know, let's make a statement there. I like it into the Kraken hat trick talk about some of our other favorite moments yeah buddy from opening night you don't have um, to ask me listen I'm gonna start first guys I think my favorite moment from opening night was when geeky scored that beautiful mm. third goal a I've never heard the phrase holy shnikey from an announcer before Brett's yeah. got him up on the virtual I background and all my background. my fandom never heard holy shnikey but you heard the phrase just well, not heard the phrase, but never, I've never heard a okay. hockey announcer say, say where you've been if you've never heard the phrase. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. yeah, I've heard the phrase, just never heard a hockey announcer say, holy snikey on a goal. <laughs> that was a first. Um, but man, that goal to come back from down 03 and score that beautiful wrister, I think it just, it showed what this team's about, right? So Fight, sweet. heart, claw. That was the moment for me where I'm like, follow these guys. This is a team you can get behind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I agree. Uh, I'll go next. I, Dig that. My favorite moment of the night was Donato's first goal 
because obviously first goal in crack in history in the regular season, you know, and uh, a scrappy goal, right? Like digging it out in front of the net, kind of like an ugly goal, which was kind of fun to see. Uh, Donato also, I don't think any of us had him scoring the first goal. I didn't see anyone on Twitter who had him scoring the first goal. So kind of an unsung guy. And also I saw someone on Twitter mention after the game that his story is really cool about how like the Kraken have kind of brought him in, really given him a chance. Like he's he he's not necessarily like I said the first guy you might think of. So I think it is cool that he scored it. I think his dad is like a youth hockey coach or something too. So it's like it's in their blood. And I don't know. I just kind of like that he's the like he seems like the type of guy who it's like really cool that he's the answer to the trivia question. So I, I thought For that sure. was fun. And obviously, dude, when that went in, I mean, I, how quickly were you guys up off the couch? Like Amazing. the first ah. goal, we're down, th- what were we down? Three nothing at that point or two Three nothing? Oh. Three nothing. Three so oh. yeah, we needed to have it. And man, it was, that, that was great. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Well, I mean, y'all took two of the greatest moments <laughs> from my lips. And so I had a couple of backups though. I had a couple of backups um, that I, I think, are tied technically okay tied the first one although he didn't score the tanev breakaway that could have been the kraken's first goal ever which happened to go to donato but like could have been and it would have been a shorthanded goal at that which would have been kind of cool Mm. that again people well, well he didn't score well yeah he didn't but it engendered so many people throwing out that picture again with his eyes wide <laughs> talking about like, Oh, what it looks like when you could have been the first right. person to score a crack and go <laughs> right. ever. That picture was all over the internet again, which was really fun for me to see. And then the second part was just the fact you guys already kind of touched on. So this is my like one B the entertainment in the beginning, mm-hmm. that projection show on the ice, yeah. which was super cool. Yeah. I loved the fact that even though whatever their little freaking like symbol is or whatever that came out and like burned the Kraken or something like that, still just paled in comparison to the immenseness and the coolness and, and everything about the Kraken that they projected onto that. Everyone was like, holy crap, look at that crack. A hundred percent. The symbolism, the just the the mythology. Yeah, it was so amazing that they almost got beat at their own game with how cool that was in the beginning. Yeah, that, the, cra- it, the Kraken looked awesome. Yeah, and you yeah. had this dude that was like, didn't make the background and Braveheart or what. I mean, yeah, he's a little <laughs> tiny like. And everyone looked at that and they said, oh, my God, look at that Kraken. Yeah, man. Amazing. Yeah. And Amazing. also, you guys, the, let's just rip on the Golden Knights some more. The Golden Knights <laughs> is like the lamest nickname and and mascot ever. Like, it's it's a play on words. The Golden Knights with a K. Like, Vegas, Golden, and nightlife. What happens in Vegas? Get out of here with all that junk. It's <laughs> Super just punny. Stinks. And I saw mm-hmm. people on Twitter, you guys, to, to both of your point, to back up your point, I saw people on Twitter commenting on that video, that projection of the Kraken, like thinking it was a Kraken home game because they didn't even watch long <laughs> enough for the night to come in. And they were like, the Kraken are the greatest franchise ever. Look how badass this is. And it was like, guys, that's that's not even for us. So even people who aren't even rooting for us think that we're cool. So Yeah. yeah. And uh, Chris, back to Tanev. I mean, he was, throwing, he was throwing his weight around. He was hitting anything that moved. I think people yeah. got a glimpse of why he's going to be one of your fan favorites this year. Some breakaways. He got that hair flying out of his uh, his helmet and just hitting everything that moved. Why don't we get in yeah. to our second of our hat trick? 
let's talk about some of our least favorite things that happened. Some of the things that we, we didn't enjoy about the game. Um, I'll start, man. I'm, I know this is the first game. We got the preseason. I'll be honest. I'm a little worried about our defense and our goaltending here so far. I know it's early, but they gave up four again last night. We talked about it on the show. They gave up 17 preseason goals in six games. I know it's the preseason. We said that at the time. No, it's the preseason. Let's not get worried till this starts in the regular season. And they gave up four and they gave up three relatively quick ones. Defense was supposed to be the strength of this team, along with Drieger and Gruby. I got to be honest, one game in, I'm a little worried about our defense because we don't have the type of offense that can win these shootouts. I hear you, man. I'll, I'll counterpoint, though, off the top of my head with saying that they had to be super fired up for the first game. I don't think that that's Grubauer, and I think he'd be the first to admit not his greatest performance, obviously, especially right away. I, uh, a bunch of analysts and things, I watching hockey guys on Twitter talking about how he just sort of like was out of his fundamentals, especially right off the bat, and they brought it up on the broadcast. He's like sliding too far this and that I mean he had to be super fired up the team had to be super fired up and I would just ask you guys I mean you both played sports growing up I did too right like defense is a place where you really need to communicate who's got what guy who's switching off on the second goal I think who was it that got caught watching the puck like somebody just got caught following right and I just think Mm -hmm. as the team develops as a communication develops as the I mean because the Golden Knights have now been together for five years, you know, or at least the franchise or whatever. They have some stability, like like you said, Kev, like at the beginning of, of, of this. It's like we haven't been together that long. So I, what I did like is we settled in and only gave up one more goal the rest of the way, and it was not even a goal. The refs scored that goal. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, I, you know, you can kind of flip that around a little too. They gave up the three early ones, but then they kind of locked it down. And, hey, what about the penalty kill? Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Kevin, like – like you said, it's interesting because we were worried about the offense. We, we, we built this team from the back forward, yet we scored three. It should have been tied because that kick doesn't count. It's a freaking yeah. kick. It doesn't count. So yeah. it would have been tied. We go to overtime. We probably win on a, you know, Eberly goal or something a like header. that. But on a header. <laughs> <laughs> so, but at now I'm like, we scored three goals. I mean, we scored three yeah. goals and one of the best teams in, in the league. You know, maybe our offense is not as sort of subpar as people thought. And maybe we do need to worry a little bit about the defense. Now, maybe not. It's first game and and there's jitters and there's motions and whatever. But I get your point. I get your point. It's not necessarily what we expected from where we built the team. Yeah, know? I'll say the thing I was disappointed in, Kev, if I, and that's not even a good word for it, but the thing I noticed that we could use improvement on, I guess, is uh, the sort of... and. Help me out with my hockey terminology here, but the uh, sort of counterattack of the other team, because it felt like we were good at like getting to the goal and you know creating some chances and stuff, but then they would just get the puck and be going right the other way with like numbers, you know. And I think is that something that just comes with experience? Maybe I don't know, but it felt like we were vulnerable, vul- 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 vulnerable, vulnerable, Ugh. vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Got it. Uh, yeah. To the yeah, to the counterattack. So we got to watch out for that next time and get back on defense. I think. Yeah, for sure. Anything else you guys are hating about? Uh, not liking about that first game? Or uh, did I talk about the referees? <laughs> <laughs> I think we got that in. I'm going to tell you right now, the you guys, you know, again, you're always stealing stuff from me and everything like that. Um, so I have to go to plan B's and whatnot. But uh, what I realized, I said earlier, 
This was probably one of maybe two, two to three games that I had watched from start to finish. But I realized now that we got our own team and the Kraken exist and they're on the ice and they're playing my least favorite part about this was like the intermissions and the breaks in between. Like, I don't need that. Just play three periods back to back with no breaks. <laughs> I mean, there's enough guys out there, right? That they can spell each other. There's enough lines. Yeah. Top lines, bottom lines, whatever. Stop making me wait to see more action. I want more action. Honestly, the game went faster than I thought it would for me. Like it was flying by any, uh, like, so I guess to Chris, I'm saying for what you're saying, like, I felt like there was an intermission every two seconds. I was like, what? We just started playing again. So it, it, yeah. it was, it was it went fast. fast. Yeah, it did. Well, down on one right now, plenty of chances to get some wins. Uh, you got a shot. If you want to bet on the Kraken, you could. So oh. if you like to bet and you have access to online, what you put those pro. things together. You got bet online boys and they're back and they're better than ever. All eyes are on the grid line or the gridiron. teams are back for another football season, but bet online's at number one spot for pro and college football action all season updated site interface odds, props, contest bet online continues to be the number one source for all things football. So head to that website, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our code B L E A V to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And you could go right now and you could bet on the Kraken to see the right side of that ledger and pick up a win because, boys, Thursday night, we're going to Nashville. I don't know quite how this worked out, but we were Vegas's home opener. Thursday night, we're Nashville's home opener, right? Uh, it kind of it doesn't really seem like the schedule makers did us any favors here. They're exploiting um, us. They're ex- yeah, I mean, uh, you know, going down to Vegas. Hottest stick in town, back-to-back home openers for teams. You know, Nashville's a pretty good team. You got Forsberg to contend with, Roman Yossi. Got a two-headed monster, Pecorine, and you got Saros who split time. They they just signed uh, Ekholm to that four-year deal. So Nashville's a pretty good team that they're going in on Thursday trying to get that win to turn things around. So let's hope that happens. If it doesn't, you know, Blue Jackets on Saturday, that's a young team. That's a winnable game. New coach in there for the Kraken. So Gotta believe, guys. I mean, let's pick up both of these. Let's yeah. at least get a split, yeah. right? Nashville lost in the first round last year. Like, come on, get out of here. Can I yeah, ask you got guys them. Uh, what exactly is a Nashville Predator? It's a great question. It's a it's like Schwarzenegger, I think. Like <laughs> coming out of the mud. Like, uh, well, no, he wasn't the Predator. Shoot, is it Actually, like that other he, monster? He fought the Predator. The, he yeah, fought the Predator. Is it like I don't a, even know what that thing is. Like a guy who's like out on music row after the bars close, and he's like looking for, <laughs> you know, someone to mug or something like that. With his acoustic that, guitar. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. Just like pretends to be a country singer, but he's robbing people. Is that a Nashville Predator? What the hell is a Nashville it's Predator? A great question. I mean, we it's made fun questions. of the Golden Knights, but like Nashville Predators was like some sort of saber toothed tiger on their jersey. Like what? The hell it's either yeah, it's an on? animal from the past, an animal from the future. It's definitely know. unclear what, what a predator is. They should change so, their names to the Nashville Carrie Underwoods. Mm. It's not bad. Yeah. She's she's a great singer. Yeah. Well, she's always um, cheering for them, you know. She's in the stands all the time. Yeah. Her husband plays for them or some shit. I don't know. Mike Fisher, oh. he used to he used to play for them. He oh. was he was a pretty big player. He's he's retired now. But so uh, she went from football to, to hockey. Yeah, yeah, she went from Romo to Fisher. The old <laughs> Romo to Fisher route right there. <laughs> the old Romo from football to, to football to hockey. Hey, good for her. <laughs> Either way, whatever they are, they're not to be feared, right? Well, hold on a second. <laughs> I'm getting head shakes from producers. Hold on. Not yell uh-huh. it out. What? 
Oh, Jessica Simpson was with Romo? Yes. Well, they both were. Come on. I think Underwood was with Romo, too. Was Carrie Underwood with Romo? Yeah. 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 I'm going to challenge producer Katie on this. I think Romo had himself a couple of singers. All right. We're going to have to Google this one. He did. Um, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to look that up for sure. Maybe producer Katie can tell us. But I do think Underwood and Simpson, both exes of uh, Tony Romo. Oh, you know what? Hey. Listen, chalk one up for the boys. You guys know your pop culture. Quick Google search. There's plenty yeah. of pictures of Carrie Underwood and Tony Romo. They dated back in uh, 2007. So put that Chris, in your pipe and smoke it, producers. Chris, should we be so proud that we got that so quickly? I'm not really <laughs> sure that, that that's great that we knew that. Hey, if we were at a pop culture like trivia night, uh, we should be cheering, cheersing, you know, celebrating, but I'm not sure here on the podcast out in the real world. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb, guys, and I'm going to say that the Kraken get their first W against Nashville. Write it down. I think final like score, it. final score, okay, four to two. Ruin right. the home prediction, opener. Prediction, prediction, four to two. And I think it's another comeback. First. I think it's another comeback because I feel like, like I was saying in my, in my uh, talking about the defense, I think the communication is going to take some time. So I think we're going to get scored on early, maybe one nothing early. Then we're going to even it up, take control at some point in the late second period, and then put it on them in the third with our scrappy grittiness and hustle play. Despite the fact that also just all Seattle teams tend to start slow and yeah. have to play catch up. But yeah. anyway. I like it. We'll see what happens. Listener, you could go right to bet online. You could throw down on bets prediction because <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by adult by bet online. Stay with us. We'll be right with you all season, breaking down these games, screaming at the officials, uh, dealing with those ebbs and flows, those emotional swings, just like you are out there. So make sure you listen, rate us. Thank you so much. We got a contest going on. If you rate us, you review us, you put your name, you'll be entered to win that Jersey. We are released the show. Thanks for listening. We're oh, taking hey. over Seattle. New episodes each and every oh, Thursday. Wait. Go ahead, Chris. What do you got, October Chris? 22nd. There's a bonfire. That's right. October 22nd. Golden that's, Gardens. You should come right. hang with us. Bonfire. Bonfire the night before the first Kraken home opener. We're going to put it all over our Twitter. All the information starts at 6 p.m. at Golden Gardens on the beach in Seattle. Bonfire. We're bringing s'mores and s'more <laughs> Uh, materials. So come meet producer Katie. Come meet Chris. Come meet Kevin. Come meet me. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Kev. We need- no, Kevin. we'll see you next week right here on the <laughs> podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.